our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers. From family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show and we're back again this week. And uh, our uh, other co-host, he is not with us this evening, uh, Dr. Alexia Georgiousis. She is visiting her family, but she'll be back next week. Uh, She's off in the wilds of Alberta somewhere. So uh, hopefully she's having a, a great time there. Now, uh, we are live, if you would like to join in on our conversation. Uh, Toll-free from anywhere in North America is 1-888-346-9141. And as I said, it is toll-free. Now, let me introduce you to a returning guest, and that is Maria Gallet. She's a registered psychotherapist. She also teaches at the Transformational Arts College. She's involved in the summer program, of course. And she teaches in Discovering the Total Self Program, the Holistic Health Practitioner Program, Spiritual Psychotherapy, and Spiritual Director and Coaching. You teach in everything. Uh, and she is a holistic coordinator and a backup financial coordinator for the college. In addition to being a registered psychotherapist, she is also a spiritual director, a life coach, and a sound practitioner and Reiki master. Is there anything you don't do? This is- I- uh, dishes, <laughs> dishes are take out the garbage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll save that one for just a little bit later on. Uh, I don't do dishes, yeah. Uh, I don't iron either, so. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, yes. So we're talking about what you're going to be doing a workshop on, which is a whole area of relationships, and it's just such a huge area. I think the pandemic has really brought a lot of yeah. Stuff to the surface about uh, our relationships, um, especially discovering that we have to stay at home 24 hours a day for those who went into lockdown. Yeah. Uh, rarely has anybody ever spent so much time with their spouse during their working lives. Once they retire, that's a whole different you know, uh, kettle of fish. But uh, by that point, they probably worked everything out. Uh, <laughs> you hope. <laughs> you hope. You hope. Uh, but there's a whole idea of having a conscious relationship. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I think we want to clarify, though, that we're talking about not just intimate relationships. We're, we're working with the premise that we're always in relationships, yeah. you know, whether it's a parent child, whether it's an employer, employee, our friends, uh, our hairdresser, uh, the manager of the restaurant that you go to all the time, uh, teacher, student. So it just goes on and on and on. But those are all relationships. And we actually have a comparable behavior in most of those in some way, you know, in terms of how we might get into a fight or defend or any of those kinds of things, you know, Um, you know, most of what we do in relationships, if you agree with this, is that we watched, we watched our parents do it. So what they told us, we watched them. Yeah. What the woman did, what the man did. Maybe our grandparents, older siblings, and then the worst of all, movies and television. Yeah, yeah. Romanticize the insanity. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. The whole thing, you know. Yeah. So, 
uh, that's sort of the premise we want to work with. That it's a learned, it's a learned behavior, and that we're always in relationship no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what's a conscious relationship then? Well, it's really around understanding ourselves. How do we communicate with our partners? Um, understanding that a lot of times, uh, you know, if a woman snuggles up to her partner, doesn't mean that I want sex. It just means what? I just want to be. <laughs> hey guys, did you hear that? That's not what I understood. I know my dad taught me. <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> and that is a big problem. That's Absolutely. exactly. Because again, it, it's really, really important to understand that we do relationship just how it was modeled to us. So it, it's not it's not about anything else. It's like, it, if that's the way it was shown me, then that must have been right because my mom and dad did that, you know. But really, it's really about understanding that sometimes just because I come near you and I put my arms around you, I just need that connection. You know, absolutely. There's, you know, there's something that's happening. Uh, When I ask you a question, you know, how was your day only really means let's try and connect a little bit so that we're not just uh, with our phones or distracted about something else. Just listen. And, and, you know, because listening is a big part in relationship that that's another thing that we don't know how to do. Right. I'm sorry. You said what? (laughs) <laughs> there you go oh god i was on the phone example. here let me put the phone down i think phones should be banned during that time period that we're we're connecting after work for instance when we were coming home and and so on sitting there with your bloody phone and texting or or reading them as they're coming in or emails i think it's just so wrong I think and it's rude disrespectful. That's yeah, exactly. it's disrespectful. absolutely yeah. And, you know, so there's a, a way of connecting in a positive way, but there's also uh, sometimes a way of connecting, perhaps badly, you know, somebody yelling at you because you always leave the garbage in the doorway, you're connecting with somebody, but that's not a really healthy way of connecting, you know, right. it's about, I have needs, they're not being met, but I don't know how to connect with you and I don't know how to express them in a healthy way. So let's start an argument because don't forget you know, the idea is that, sure, we want to start to connect in a healthy way. But until we get there, the argument is, it is really a way of connecting. You know, if I can't get to your heart, I'm going to get you to you through arguing. And Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Because at least now, if you're arguing with me, I have you in my face. Right. <laughs> That's exactly. You know? I have your attention. You yep. know, you're not, you're not, on, uh, to mention the phone again, you're not on the phone. You're not thinking about anything else. I'm arguing with you, so you're sitting right there. So, again, it is a way of connecting, maybe not a healthy way, but until we learn how to do it differently, that's a way of connecting. Well, you know, I mean, we joke, you're from an Italian heritage, you know, the two (laughs) old ladies, they seem to be screaming at each other, you know, on the the corner, and you're like, what are they talking about? It's like, they're just talking about the tomatoes, you know? But if we don't have that in our background, it sounds like, oh, my God, these two women are going to go at each other. Absolutely. They're just talking about how good the tomatoes are this year. (laughs) Well, that's it. It's interesting that I have a sister who comes from, she's an only child, you know, and when she started coming around, when she started dating my brother, you know, we're very loud and that's how we connect. And she would think we're all nuts because she thought we were going to kill each other. But before everybody left, they're all hugging and kissing each other. And she thought, what the heck is going on here? You know, but again, you know, that's how we connected. Right. 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 You know. It's uh, um, 
Yeah, it's those it's those uh, that multicultural diversity that we you know yeah. we really need to know about. You know, Absolutely. And, and that's really it. important, especially, you know, in a country like Canada, in a city like Toronto, you know, in North America, where there's people from different parts of the world. If, if you're in a relationship with somebody from a different nationality than you, understand what's happening there, understand their culture, because that could make or break your relationship. You know, it's really oh, yeah. important to learn to especially communicate. Especially when the family... Again. Especially yeah. when uh, uh, your spouse's family comes to visit for Absolutely. a month. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, really important that, you know, again, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but communication is, is such a key, you know. It really is. It really is. You know, and I think to understand that how you communicate doesn't mean that everybody else does. That's the important part. Absolutely. You know, and I had a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, and I would go to his parents' house for dinner and she, you know, the, the mother would be very busy. She's making fabulous dinner and, mm-hmm. and she's very, you know, serious. And, and so, you know, he, the husband, would throw something that would just get her goat so fast. <laughs> and then she would be like, blah, blah, blah. And then they would begin to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know. And, and you know, my, my friend was like, oh, my God, I can never be like that. Of course, he is today. Um, you know, but they were communicating and and rather than feeling really uncomfortable, which of course I did back then is, is, uh, cause I was young. Uh, I I just learned that's how they communicated and they stayed together for 150 years, you know, (laughs) until one of them died, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. But it's just that communication thing. It it really is. You know, I, I always, a lot of times, you know, relationship breakup, not because of what was said, but because of what wasn't said, you know, you assume that the other person knows what you need. You know, the other, nobody's a mind reader. So if there's a need that's not being met, then tell the other person. That's the only way that they're going to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most of us act it out. Well, if you really loved it, you would know. uh, That is such a, (laughs) such a phrase that drives me insane. You know, it's a game, but it's also a way of, again, avoiding saying this is what I need absolutely yeah and and you know to go back to your point when you when you introduced the topic is that if that's how your parents communicated if you never saw you know mom asking for her needs to be met if you never saw dad reciprocate if they just went along on their on their merry way you know, how are you supposed to, uh, uh, you know, do it any differently until you know how to do it differently, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to take that a step further, and that's going to be in the area of conflict resolution. Yeah. A lot of people are very, very conflict averse, and they'll yeah. go along with things, you know, just to not allow anything to, inf- to flare up, you know. Yeah. If you never saw... And most of us didn't. We never saw how our parents resolved their issue. Yeah. For us, and certainly I can speak for myself, was the escalation of anger. Yeah. To the you know slamming of a door, the pots, the you know whatever the yeah. voices have now raised. Uh, like you know, I don't want to do that ever. Uh, but then the next morning, I mean, my brothers never. It's like you know out of the house or to our rooms, <laughs> uh, and then. 
the next morning there they were and they were all nice and lovey-dovey and joking and take, you know giving each other coffee and tea and it's like how do yeah. you do that yeah and, and it's because the resolution part we never saw them talk out the issue that's exactly to that's get exactly. to that point so for most of us we don't know how to get to the tea and coffee phase <laughs> the yeah. next morning you know yeah. we we just know escalation and yeah. that's very scary for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So we avoid it. Totally. You know? Totally. And so by avoiding it, though, it doesn't get to the crux of what's really going on, obviously. No. And so, and it just creates more and more tension. So really, really important that we learn the skills that it takes to have a healthy conflict, you know? Yeah. And, and how to come to a resolution, you know? Because at the end of the day, if your argument, your conflict is only about, I want to win this argument, then there's not going to be any resolution. No, the not, idea is, your investment is being right. That's exactly. And yeah. so what you want to do is uh, the conflict really needs to be around. How do we both win? You know, we don't want to have a loser out of this. It's just, how is it going to serve both of our purpose? You know, how is it going to be for the highest good of, our, of each other and the relationship as a whole? You know, how do we get, how do we start communicating in a healthier way and moving forward and really resolving, you know, because the other part that happens too is that we just kind of ignore it. And then we start keeping scores and then we do an uh -huh. archaeological dig. Something happens and we start digging up all the past, you know, yeah. and it's tough to resolve something when you're trying to resolve something so big. Right. Well, and you can't resolve 50 things on your list in one sitting. There's no resolution that can't happen. You know, it's like you have to sort of as things come up, you have to stay in the now with it and deal with it now. Yeah. Uh, because if not, then, as you said, it goes on the proverbial list. Oh, I just let it go. No, we don't. We don't let anything go on the list. Exactly. And then suddenly one day it's like, there's the list out. Yep. You know, it's hit the floor. Yep. It's rolling over there. Uh, how do we get through all that kind of stuff? You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, silence, silence is not golden. Silence is destructive, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when it comes to our relationships at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Um, but again, that's all that that whole thing of being, you know, um, uh, you know, just averse to any sort of conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. I don't want to bring this stuff up. So, oh, I just let it go. Somebody, how do you put up with that kind of behavior? Ah, I let it go. And just like, yeah, <laughs> or I just ignore it. <laughs> but, but you we don't. can't. We can't. That's just absolutely. It. You, know? you don't because I think we give a message when we ignore bad behavior. We're in some way or other endorsing bad behavior. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that's an unspoken. I think to me, that's the unspoken. You yeah. know, if I didn't come home all night, nothing said, nothing's being acted out. Well, I guess it's okay. I'm going to do it again maybe next week. Yeah. No, absolutely. And Maya Angel has a great comment. She says, You teach people how to treat you. Oh, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. You know, and so if, uh, if that took me a long time to figure that out. You know? mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that came out, uh, us, actually, right? uh, what's his name? Uh, Phil McGraw. Oh, yeah. Uh, in his first book on relationship, uh, yeah. relationships. And he put in those like 10 factors that, and that was number one. The rest I got, that was no problem at all. But mm -hmm. that first one, we teach people how to treat us. Yeah. 
what? Yep. Because being a teacher, I guess I'm like, now what class was that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, I, I wasn't getting it at all. Right. Um, yeah. But it, it is, it's very true. So like, silence is sometimes for some people, it's an endorsement. Of course, yeah. for other people, it's disapproval. Depends. Yep. What did you grow up with? You know? Well, that's it, right? Yeah. And that's what has to be established, I think, in, in, in the relationship. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, um, you know, there's some uh, interesting research been done with the the uh, Gottmans and mm-hmm. uh, John Gottman and Julie Gottman. They're both PhDs at the Gottman Institute. And they've dedicated their life to relationships. And so one of the things that they said that can kind of tell whether you're going to have a long-term relationship or not is how do you respond to your partner's bid for a connection? Yeah. You know? So they use two, two samples here. Do we turn towards or do we turn away? So an example that, that they have is that imagine that your partner points out that it began to rain on the walk home from work. Uh, so this may seem like rather a minor comment. How many of us ignore those? Uh, so we either have in that moment, we have to make a decision as to whether we turn towards our partner's statement or we turn away and ignore the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, what what is your partner trying to to communicate at this point. So turning turning towards an important marker for successful relationships. You know, in fact, they studied couples who would respond to each other's bids for connection. 85% of them were successful down the road. Yeah. People who ignored their partner's uh, uh, statements, only 33% were still together. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really, really important. It's, um, you know, as we talked about at the, at the top of this, is that connection is so important and we all are trying to connect. Yeah, and the research is, you know, it's just really pointing that out that, yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, it's just so important because you want, you see people like, you know, my grandmother, God love her, after being married to the same guy, she was 95, he was, he was like 99, and she would turn down her ear hearing aid when he started to talk. <laughs> She said, I'd heard the story before. Um, I just love it. Anyways, <laughs> on that, on that note, funny. I have to turn down my hearing aid because we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. You 
are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. I'm here with uh, Maria Gallet and uh, Alexia Georgiousis is off this evening. And she's out of province, but she will be back next week. So we have the lovely Maria Gale. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about conscious relationships that are soulful relationships. One of the things that came up, I think, to put in just a direct phrase is, is that um, I think, you know, successful relationships have absolute positive regard for each other. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so often... I hear people talking about their spouse behind their back or they say, you know, not even a name. I'd like you to meet the other half. I'd like you to meet the little woman. So you're the little woman, you know, does she have a name? You know, uh, there's such, such a depersonalization, which is already a problem in our society as it is Mm -hmm. that to see that in an intimate relationship, you know, or this is the old lady. Oh, she doesn't look yeah. like your mom at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what? You know, yeah. but we have, yeah. or the old man, you know, yeah. uh, I've heard women, women refer to their husbands as my old man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a language that, you know, kind of bizarre, you know, when it's like, do they have a name? Yeah. Oh, John. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, know? I- Absolutely. And it, it's so important, uh, you know, this comment that you just made to hold that positive regard in that relationship. And that really means having respect for each other, you know. And so, and yeah, a simple thing would be, you know, when you're introducing somebody, this is, you know, whatever the person's name is, instead of making some of those other comments that we've heard so many times before, right? So it's yeah. really important that, you know, that when there is cooperation in a relationship, when you treat each other as adults, right? Uh, well, you have to be adults, not just treat them like adults. <laughs> yeah. Because you can treat a child like an adult and get still get child child feedback. Yeah. yeah, it actually has to be. You know, I mean, this is a you know the thing of transactional analysis. Thing. That's exactly. I'm okay, you're not. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, that's by the way not the name of the book. Uh, yeah. I'm okay, you're okay. <laughs> That's two adults that are in an adult relationship. Yeah. But what happens is, is that, you know, are you going to put a scarf on? It's cold out there. I don't yeah. need a scarf, you know. But it's it's like the whole thing is then going to take the person into a childlike behavior. Yeah. You know? So, like, I'm not – I don't do really well of being told sort of what to dress like. I never did. <laughs> you know? Aren't you going to put a scarf on? No. So now I want to take my gloves off and my coat. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's what happens, right? Uh, you know, because then what, what happens to use the transactional analysis, you have this critical parent that comes in and then the wounded child comes in and the adult takes a hike. Or the rebellious child. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah. too. You know, and so really, really important that when you're dealing with your partner, that you come from that adult place. You know, treat them as adults, you you know, and they treat you as adults. And that's really um, a real big key to have a successful relationship, you know, 
and to that you're present, you're engaged, you're connecting, and you're both connecting from that heart space and that adult space. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, it, it, I understand on the one hand, you know, there's a point of caring that says it's cold out. Aren't you, you know, aren't you going to make yourself warmer out there mm-hmm. kind of thing? But I figure at my age, I've already figured that. Well, that's out. exactly. You know, <clears throat> you know? so I, I respect the decisions that my partner makes. Right. That's, well, that's it. I mean, you know, by the time we get to a certain age, we start to understand that when it's minus 20 outside, maybe hat and gloves and a scarf might be useful. But if I choose not to, then, you know, respect that decision. And I'm making it knowing that I might get frostbite, but it's my fingers that are getting frostbite, right? Or your toes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And so, you know, I guess what we're trying to say, it's not that you don't have an opinion in where your partner is at, but watch the tone, watch where it's coming from. Is it coming from that adult and from that concern or is it coming from that parent? Right? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I know in training, you know, therapists over all these years that women who are moms have got to work really hard to not be mom in a therapy session. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. You know? And it's like, and I know that any of any one that I've ever taught will say, yeah, that was a problem. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's, it's, it's like a, it's like a role. It's a learned behavior and it's a wonderful <laughs> one, but parenting, you know, in a therapeutic environment just doesn't work. No. You know, no, absolutely. Uh, sure, because, you know, the parent wants to rush in and make it all better, you know, and make sure that they're happy and make sure that they're not crying and, you know, all the things that we do as parents, but we can't do that in a therapeutic environment. Well, that's it. And, and really can't do that in, a, in an adult partnership. Perfect. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, they had parents before they met you, you know, they can deal with their own parents. Not as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> I went in and taught them a few things. Because <laughs> don't forget, one of the one of the things that could start to happen would be, you know, as we talk about in uh, therapy sessions, there's that transfer that might start yes. to happen, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so we really need to be careful of that because, you know, just take take yourself in, in an instance, you know, take a look at, you know, if somebody treats you like a child and this is supposed to be that partner that you want to spend the rest of your life with, how does it make you feel? So, you know, why would you think that the other person, you know, is okay with it if it's not okay for you, right? I'm okay if they buy me something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did with my parents. I negotiated for toys. So. <laughs> Well, you know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it almost worked. Um, Sometimes it does. <laughs> but again, and the other thing to start to really understand is, you know, I think probably most of us have heard, you know, the term love languages, you know, understand what that is. You know, what does I love you mean to me? You know, because oh. I, I love you to me might mean, you know, I want to hear the person tell me that they love me. But if my partner, if their love language is different than mine, they can be out there and they see these yellow roses. By the way, they're my favorite, Gord. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and let them know. 
<laughs> and they'll say, and they'll say, oh wow, look at these yellow roses. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about Maria. I'm sure she's gonna love them. So they buy them for me and bring them home. Well, they're great. I love them, but you still haven't told me that you love me, right? right? And so I don't feel loved because you haven't told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really, really important that you communicate. Again, going back to communication, that you communicate that to your partner, right? But then other people, if someone says to you, "I love you." A place that some people can go to is, oh, my God, what do I have to do to keep being loved? Sure. How do I keep that love? So now sure. I have to work even harder because sure. now I know for sure that you love me. So then the work, you know, the work comes in and keeping you there. Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, sorry, go ahead. No, no. It's just an unfortunate place to go to. Well, yeah. yeah. And again, it all comes from what we were modeled you know that's where all our stuff comes in right and so you know so important so important that you know that you that you ask for your needs to be met when they're not met that you talk about it and again just as Gord said you know what when somebody says i love you what does that mean now well exactly and, and just having the needs met. So I have this need. I wanted someone, somebody out there, please uh, say, I love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like, what, you know, I'm, I'm just, as, you know, as though I was listening to this and be like, what, I'm going to go up to my husband and or wife and say, uh, could you tell me that you love me? It's like, what? You know, now maybe that's because that would have been modeled to me. Like that wasn't, right. that wasn't a common thing in my family. Right. Well, we're, that's we're it. British. Again, we're right. Scottish. Yeah, we don't right. say those things. Well, uh, yeah. Um, so it would be. It would be. We also. We not only don't hear those things growing up. We don't say those things. Yeah. Certainly in front of other people. That's for sure. Well. Well. Yeah. So it's almost like a a complete switch in you know what we were modeled versus what I need right now. And. Right. You know, hopefully that the person that you choose to be in partnership with is working at their stuff. So I'm working on my stuff. They're working at their stuff. And together, because something, you know, relationships, um, it's one of the greatest uh, places that we can stretch, we can evolve, and we can grow as long as both partners. Because remember, there's, you know, we want to have two people that are working towards the same goal. Right right, 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 right. It doesn't work if just one person is wanting to this relationship to work, right? And there's a whole idea of cooperation. That's exactly. You that's know, exactly. That you both are invested in sort of the long-term outcome of the relationship. That's exactly. That's you exactly. Know. I'm here for a long time, not a good time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that happens. It's- <laughs> it's all just a play on words, uh, yeah. but you know it's it really is uh, you know just one of those things that if we if we don't have our own self awareness, it's very difficult to consider being aware of the other person. In fact, I'm not sure we can be, you know, if we don't have some self awareness because Absolutely. what we would be doing is actually monitoring them to see if we can second guess, read their mind, yeah. you know. What, what is it they're going to need so that we can keep everything, you know, copacetic? Going I on? totally agree. You know, there has to be that awareness within yourself before you can actually be aware of what's happening in the relationship. Because, yeah. you know, we haven't talked about this, 
but you know, the relationship that you have with yourself is one of the most important relationships that you'll ever cultivate. Right? Yeah, we argue a lot though. Yeah, well, me, me and myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just agree. I, I agree with that completely, you know, but to go back to that whole thing of, you know, I need to get you to say, I love you. The self-awareness then would be what's really going on that you're feeling that you need to have that reinforcement. Like, what are you really feeling? And that's the, you know, whether the mindfulness or the, you know, some level of awareness, but, you know, to, to put that onto our partner and say, you, you know, ideally because you're in self-awareness, know what's going on is not fair. Well, you know, I, I guess for me, it's more about, uh, you know, this is how I feel loved, right? When somebody tells me that they love me, that this is how I feel loved. And then have that conversation. What does that, you know, how does that make you feel? Where do you want to go with this? You know, and so we can start because really, it's a really about having an understanding. But that, again, that only comes when I'm aware why I need somebody to tell me that. Right? Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, so are you feeling, you know, uh, uh, insecure? Is your little girl all upset because you found out your mom's sick or your dad's sick? Is, you know, like what's, yeah. what's gotten rattled inside of you yeah. that, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're putting that onto our partner. The other thing, too, is, is that I think we need to realize our partner cannot meet all of our needs. Exactly. And they have to be shared. Exactly. And That's why I'm is- totally in favor of polygamy. No. <laughs> <laughs> multiple, multiple partners. Uh, no. That's why it's I, I important, think- Gord, to have that relationship with yourself because you have to start to understand yourself and where do you go with it? How do, you know, what, do, what are my needs? You know, because some needs I can meet on my own big time. You know, yeah, yeah. So what are some of those, right? So that you don't, you're right, that you don't put that onto your partner because that isn't fair. No, it's not. It's not. And then it's like that, you know, my partners are never able to meet my needs. Well, maybe you need to ascertain how do you direct those needs? Yeah. And if it's all, you know, the idea of, it, you know, that one person, that's why we have friends. We have best friends. We have siblings. Absolutely. We have, you know, uh, paid for, you know, therapists, coaches, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. That's a good it's thing. A, it's a, totally it's a good thing. But, you know, it's like share the wealth, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. It's very, very difficult on, on, uh, on someone. I think it's really important, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about relationships, intimate relationships, so we have to talk about sex for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we can certainly talk about sex as long as you want. Uh, <laughs> but it's when people, you know, uh, uh, use sex as a barometer yeah. for the okayness of the relationship. Yeah. So as long as we're having great, crazy sex, that, you know, with, then that means we're okay. Yeah. And there's a huge, huge problem with that, you know, huge problem if someone has an accident, if someone develops diabetes or has a heart disease or aging can change that. Changes maybe the, it doesn't change having sex. It changes frequency or all kinds of things uh, become variables. And it's that inability to see that there are variables in the, say, the aging process with sex. Of course. Yeah. uh, I mean, some people will actually get into a fight just because the sex can be so crazy. Makeup sex, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they're like, and that's they're invested in the buzz. 
that comes from, you know, moving it towards being, being sexual. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm not judging anybody on this. It's just like, are you aware of what the implications of that is sure. over time? Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, you know it's, it's uh, you know, love changes. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. start off with the attraction and the physicalities and so on of the relationship. And then that slowly begins to move and evolve. And, you know, anyone who's been yeah. married for a really long time, you know, will talk about the friendship, yeah. the companionship. They don't go after 70 years. That was the best sex ever. <laughs> but you're right. And, and that's really, and that's actually a really important point that you're bringing up is that, you know, the, the, the friendship part of it, you know, the part that, you know, that you value, respect all aspects of this relationship. And, you know, of course, and sex is part of it, right? Yes, absolutely. But it, but it can't be, you know, the thing that's going to keep that relationship together because it won't. No. No, it's yeah. it's the it's the beginning of the binding process. That's exactly where the bonding process, you know, happens yeah. in that yeah. place. Yeah. So let's uh, uh, do some more bonding here, <laughs> and uh, we're going to go to a commercial break, and we'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Things Worth Considering. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca That's info at spiritgrows.ca Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. Um, the one of the one of the things that I think you know people have difficulty with is, you know, as we get older, we have a past <laughs> of some sort. Yeah, um, and people can be very jealous of of our past experiences, of you know the, the fact there is still an ex, or even if our ex has passed away. Well, they're not yeah. an ex anymore, but our former. Uh, has passed away, 
there's still a jealousy that we, you know, we shared Paris together or we, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, and certainly the big one is around sex, you know, uh, yeah. one of the, one of the most loaded questions is, so how many people do you think you've had sex with? Yeah. And I'm like, well, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's such a loaded question. Yeah. You notice how yeah. I diffuse it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, it's almost guaranteed. Anyone who would ask that question is almost guaranteed to bring up, you know, uh, all kinds of really ugly shit. Absolutely. Know, yeah. Out of it. Yeah. It's like, why, why would that even matter? Right. You know, that's why I'm so fabulous now. <laughs> <laughs> practice, practice, practice. You know? <laughs> but you're right. But that's, that's actually important because, you know, um, it's almost like you ask the question and then when they tell you, there's this judgment that goes on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't have anybody before me or, oh, my goodness, you had all of those partners before me. So you can't win. You know? There's no way to win that way. No, there no, isn't. No. It's like it, the setup. Right. And so what's the need? So check within yourself. What is the need for me to know this? You know, what's the reason why I'm asking? And don't say nothing. Just curious because you're not. Just curious. Yeah. There's something, under, there's something underneath that's making you ask that. So, you know, do you really want to know the answer? Right. right. You know? Is there something it, you're needing to tell me? Right. <laughs> is this a door that's opening sideways here? Like, uh, what? Yeah, you right. You know, it can go. It can go in a few directions on that one. That's exactly. That's exactly. And unfortunately, it. none of them. None of them wind up in a good place. They yeah. don't. They yeah. really don't. And then what happens is, uh, you know, so we have this discussion. Blah blah blah. Okay, it's done. But it isn't because the next argument, somebody will bring their past up, and that's totally not fair. Yeah. You know, I think that if, if you go on a date with someone and all they do is talk about their ex, they're not even on a date with you. That's exactly. They're on a date with their ex. Yeah. Their exactly. ex is sitting right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And know that they're not ready to move on. They're not. They're so not. cut your they're, losses. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just pack up, you know, your, uh, your suitcase and carry on because they can't really see you. They don't even know who you are. They see their ex in, you know, sort of over top of your face. That's exactly. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. so. And people, people go, you know, as soon as they get out of a relationship, it's like, oh, I got to get another one. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know, yeah, this is really interesting. <laughs> women, actually, women will take anywhere up to like five years after a divorce or being widowed to enter into a, a long-term relationship yeah. with someone else. Men. One year, because who the hell is going to do my laundry and cook? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yeah. and there's people that are just afraid to be alone, right? Absolutely, there's no question about it. And no so, question. you know, I'm going to find whoever, and and that never really works out because you know, it's just you haven't finished cleaning the old stuff, and now you're already into the new, and, and it just and it just gets too crowded, it gets too messy. Doesn't work out. Well, it won't. It won't because you'll you will at some point start responding to your new person the way you were responding to your old person. That's exactly. That, you know, and chances are they're very similar. Yeah. Well, it's well, not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> well, 
you know, you, you said you made the comment that they're very similar. If you haven't learned uh, your lessons or anything like that, yeah, they might be a different name. They might have a different color eyes. Oh, uh, no, my favorite is the ones who go with the same names. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. I know a couple of people. They're on yeah. like their third partner, all with the same name. Yeah. I said, well, that makes it easy in the heat yeah. of passion. You don't have to remember anyone's <laughs> name. You know, oh, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> Oops, I meant, I meant Wally. Uh, you know, well, that's, that's exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, so, like, I always think that's funny. Yeah, so you know, really, really important that we, you know, we leave a little bit of space between relationships, you know, just so that you can ah, just take that breather, and and then and actually, and then check again, check in with yourself. What is it that I really want? What didn't work out in that relationship? What do I want different in the next relationship? The most common one, I lost myself in the relationship. Well. I would really suggest you find yourself before you go rushing back into another one. Good point. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the most common things I think I've ever heard is I lost myself in that. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means they just became more invested in the other person and staying in that relationship than they were in themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And both parties. It's very sad because both parties deserve equal treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is really, really sad to, yeah. to get to that stage where, you know, w- that you have to um, abandon yourself, you know, uh, that you and you don't trust that you that you're OK on your own. You don't trust that, you know, things that that you're going to that you can take care of yourself. It's nice to have somebody in my life, but I can take care of myself. You know, and right. trust is a and trust is a big, big thing in relationships. But it's a huge one. You got to know what your relate your own relationship to trust is, because when I can trust that I'm going to be there for myself, I'm going to respect myself, that I'm not going to abandon myself, then you can get into a relationship in with in a healthier way. Because then you you're trusting your own instincts, but and then you can trust somebody else. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, learning that self trust is very very difficult. Yeah, you know, uh, and yeah. that is knowing no matter what happens that you will be able to handle it. Yep. And I think a lot a lot of people don't believe that you know if the cavalry doesn't come riding in that you know they're not gonna, they're just going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or be consumed or or whatever. You know, I think codependency plays a huge role in that. Sure. Uh, the dependency requirements that, you know, were, were necessary to stay in our family. And then the dependency requirements that we carry with us into our adult relationships, you know. I think the concept of interdependence. Yeah. That, you know, an interdependence means that it's much nicer to be in a relationship with you than to be by myself. And yet both of us have to have a certain amount of independence yeah. in order to be interdependent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's where the where where you really start to develop a really really healthy relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because if it doesn't, if that doesn't evolve, then you have two parallel. You have what's called a parallel marriage, yeah. and that's where you we we live together. We've had our kids or whatever, and you go off and you do your thing, and I go off and do my thing. That's it. And, we and work, you see that we play so golf, often. You go to golf, uh, tennis. Yeah. It's actually it's much more common than we realize. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's, it's just, marriage. Yeah, it, and it's not, you know. And and I mean, and at the end of the day, if that works for a couple, then that's fine. But are they really happy? Well, you know, it's, it's that's always going to be a very hard question to answer. And the reason being is, is that they probably never even thought about it. Yeah, it you just know, happens, right? It just happens. That's what yep. that's what evolved. It's probably what your parents or his parents or their parents or whoever, uh, that, you know, that's what their relationship was like. Yeah. And so again, it's that modeling piece. You know, my dad was, he was a classic saying, don't do as I do, do as I say, but that's not how kids learn. They don't. It's I want to hear. Yeah. They watch It's the interaction is watching you, you know, that's exactly, um, that's exactly yeah, totally. You know, Plato, Plato, uh, the writer, this is like a real flashback uh, uh, going on here. You know, he, he wrote a lot about love uh, through, so through his writings with Socrates yeah. and, and in the, uh, uh, the book Symposium, uh, you know, and, you know, sort of a, a really crunched down version. He talks about love that, you know, in the beginning, we have a love for a beautiful body. And mm -hmm. that's the sexual attraction. That's why yeah. sexual attraction is there. And then plus so that we can have kids, you know. Um, but that will that evolves that into, you know, a love of, of all physical beauty. And then on to a greater uh, a reverence for mental beauty than physical beauty. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and you're thinking, gee, this sounds like an evolution of a relationship. Well, it is. Yeah. Eventually, this is overtaken by the love for the beauty of knowledge. And then finally, a love of beauty itself. Mm, I like that. You know, uh, very wise. He was, he was smart, you know, no one we're still talking about him all these times. <laughs> you know? But he said in the uh, symposium by uh, Aristophanes in his monologue that love is born into every human being that calls back the halves of our original nature together. It tries to make one out of two and heal the wound of human nature. Mm. Each of us then is a matching half of a human whole. And each of us is always seeking the half that, uh, that matches myself. Mm. Well, that's really fascinating. Yeah, it really so is. We're always so that we're always looking for the part of us that seems to be missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and that's where you get into the whole thing of like attracts like and like attracts, you know, or opposites attract or repel yeah. or whatever. That's uh, true, right? It's a part of it. This is like 3,000 years ago this guy knew this. What's wrong with us? <laughs> he knew what he was okay. talking about. We're a little slow picking up on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, he, he really knew what he was talking about. <laughs> well, he didn't. And I think that, you know, maybe we're finally at a place that we can actually begin to understand what he's referring to, of, you know, the part that feels that it's missing a part of us yeah you know? and that's yeah. what we use relationships for is to well yeah to the, or addictions which could be yeah. relationships but it's to fill that hole in the soul well that's exactly you know there's there's something that's missing let me go out there instead of going within i'm going to go without and try to find that in that person that's out there you know right. But of course, you know, most a lot of times what happens is the, the things that attract us the most about somebody else are the things that are going to end up driving us crazy. Of course, because they're <laughs> ourselves. They're, they're totally ourselves, you know, and that's, right. what's, that's what's so crazy making about it. It's true, know? right? 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it, but it's like, uh, you know, if you're sort of a serious kind of person, then you're probably going to be really attracted to someone who is humorous, cracks jokes, yeah. the whole thing. However, eventually those jokes are going to drive you crazy. They're going to try to drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And it's only for one reason. It's not that the jokes are bad or the person you're with is bad. It's because you haven't owned your own humor yet. That's exactly, that's exactly it. You have yeah. to own your own humor or you have to own the part of you that is frightened by being humorous. Yes, yes. Well, that's it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, we're, we're attracted to what we don't, you know, we don't see in ourselves or we have a whole shadow piece. Yeah. And that's why I said earlier, you know, relationships are such great gifts that we have for growth, for involvement, and for really starting to get to know ourselves only if we're in, invested and willing to go that place. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you really do have to do it with somebody else. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't be invested in the relationship by, by yourself. That's you know? exactly. <laughs> this yeah. was great. I uh, I, lo- I love talking about relationships because I really do see them as a huge vehicle. Yeah, no, it was uh, fun. I, I always enjoy coming on and talking about my favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you know, if it wasn't for my relationships, whether good, bad, or indifferent, all of them have. You know, maybe who I am today. Absolutely, you bastards. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Calling my lawyer. So next week, actually, you are going to be doing a uh, three-hour workshop on the yep. conscious and soulful relationship. A lot of what we did, but you're going to be doing exercises. Here's we what's will. really important. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be on site at Transformational Arts College with live people, uh, yes. just so that we're up front that masks uh, uh, will be required and distancing yes. is in place. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Transformational Arts does, uh, right through now to September 1st, a three-hour workshop with a different person, a different topic every Wednesday. Um, and what we are doing here at Things Worth Considering is having them on the week before, so you get a chance to hear them. Mm-hmm. If you want to register, you want to know more, it's at uh, transformationalarts.ca, and you can do everything online. Next week on Things Worth Considering, Alexia will be back, and we are having Jennifer Drummond, the president of Racial Lens, and talking about her work in racism, spirituality, mm-hmm. and the chakras, not a combination that we hear from very often. Yeah. Uh, great work, great work. So yeah. this is Gordon Dell and the spirit of Alexia Georgiusis, and of course, Marie Gallet uh, will be back next week at 8 o'clock. Have a great week and a healthy week. We will see you then. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiusis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 